you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. We will intentionally, with we will be very super, really intentional about getting around <laughs> to some of our listener calls because uh-huh. I feel like it's been a while since we've heard from our listeners. Yeah, yeah, been a, um, been a minute. We've had we've had guests and and we've been away and and then um, you talk too much. Well, I, so, I actually talked to some people on uh, on Wednesdays with Will. Did you really? Yeah, for the first time, opened up the phone line. Listen, you're at the top of my podcast <laughs> list. You're, you're, that was historic. Why didn't you give me it a heads up? very encouraging, and, and, too. And let me know. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know. And I let them talk, too. Oh, <laughs> sideways, sideways. I mean, that's just a little, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, okay. Well, great. Um, today, um, I had a great opportunity to visit with a wonderful um, employee of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, mm-hmm. HSLDA. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned that I'm not meek. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I'm trying to be careful yeah. in how I respond to you because I don't want to perpetuate <laughs> that myth. So anyways, um, when you say you actually let them talk, it sounds as if you might be suggesting um, that I don't let people talk. <laughs> no, you let. But people I'm going to take the higher road than the one you've laid out. I'm going to take the higher <laughs> one. Um, when they go low, I'm just oh, kidding. I'm no. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just kidding. And I can hear people oh, turning off goodness. their radios. I, I know. Like, <laughs> click, click. <laughs> that Mika, I knew it. <laughs> I'm over her. I'm over her. Just when we thought that we had some kind of camaraderie, we were in the same. There we, there we go. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's all done. <laughs> um, anyways, okay, before we get into the thick of the show and talk about what we're going to discuss, um, we have some announcements, some things that we need to make our listeners aware of. Yes, email us, addisons at AFR.net. Addisons at AFR.net. That's addisons with an S at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Follow us on Facebook and on YouTube. Just search Airing the Addisons. Uh, you can also watch the broadcast live at our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Uh, we have an upcoming marriage family life date night that's going to be in Little Rock, Arkansas. And that's uh, November 9th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Uh, at the Robinson Center, 426 West Markham Street. You can get all information by going to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net. Make sure you register because we need to know uh, how many of you guys are coming. Mm-hmm. Also... I say also. Oh, I'm sorry. I come on. Sorry. Go ahead. You're clowning my announcements, but no. Also, (laughs) oh boy. AFA streaming. We have a a streaming thing going on, man. It's going to be great because we can't be canceled anymore because we own the microphones and we own the streaming. How about that? 
And so you're going to have all the content from uh, AFR, AFA, the documentaries and all of that. But if you're a great commission partner, you get access to all of it. Now, anyone can uh, create an account, but the stream will be limited. But if you are a great commission partner, you will have all of it. You can find more out about that, find out more about that at uh, AFA.net, right? Uh, we Amen. have a by design, uh, <laughs> daddy daughter uh, date night, and I'm coming to the end, so I'm probably had to do um, both at one time. So. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Okay, this is totally unlike huh? what happened with me and you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't wait. <laughs> hey, wait, dear, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm gonna be here all no, week. I had a few. I had I, a I'm few be days before my time was up for ours. Okay, um, but this one, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but look, if you know, look, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If I need to extend this to November, I will. Okay, I don't know. There's no, no, there's condemnation, no condemnation in Christ, but here Christ. at American Family Association, <laughs> that's different. There look, is then now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Look, yes, that's I mean, right. We've been busy, but we've been on this, a roll, we've been to Dallas, we've been to all these places that should be considered like date date weeks you know what i'm saying so stop okay. all right You're if you right. want to participate uh you can you can take a picture and post it on our by design facebook page hashtag daddy daughter date night mm-hmm. also if you are looking for a uh, concise teaching on a biblical response the critical race theory i had someone email me and said you had everything right until you said something with meeky and concise. I was like, wow. Oh, oh, oh. Now, you see, it was there a joke. was it not was a joke. even. No, no, but here's the thing, though. No, here's the thing. And I'm told I'm fine. Um, there was no reason for you to repeat that, except that, you know, the, when, it was you, funny. When, when they go low, oh, you were just on. trying to get Stop me back. Stop saying that. You no, but it was. Uh, well, turn off I mean, the radio. There are two ways you could finish it up, though. We've had two uh, current events. Well, at the time, they were current events. There are two current events where you could finish that up. It depends mm-hmm. on, you know, it just your choosing. Yeah. When when they go low, you go high. When they go low, you kick them. Like there's two ways, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. And both came from the same camp. Wow, yeah. They came from the same camp, wow. but they're yeah. just two ways. Yeah. Uh, anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. But you concise. can find that clear mm-hmm. and concise teaching <laughs> on a biblical response to critical race theory at oh, afastore.net. afastore.net. And these yes. are your announcements. These are your announcements. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the lady in Dallas? Okay. I do. Oh, what a great time yeah. we had. Man, what a great time. Yeah. All right. So... I want to bring you guys into a conversation that Will the Great and I had earlier this morning. And um, I thought, man, this would be a great conversation. These are the kinds of things that um, really kind of point to the reason why we call the show Airing the Addisons. Mm -hmm. Um, What does it mean to be a believer um, living in 21st century America? Like, And I think that might be the best description because it helps us to maintain our distinction. When we talk about issues, we are talking first and foremost about what it means to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. And we live in the United States of America. And so everything else... Um, any other uh, descriptions or any other ways that we might use to kind of identify ourselves, being careful with the use of that, um, (laughs) those things become secondary to our first and foremost or our primary description, which is that of a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our chief identity. This is what we teach our kids. This is what we um, state as our claim for ourselves. First and foremost, we are Christians. And so then that means you are a Christian living in a 
culture within a culture you're a christian living in a context whatever that context might be Mm -hmm. um you are a christian first than everything else uh we've gotten into trouble because we've put everything else on top of christian and christian just kind of becomes like the afterthought right well anyway this morning we were talking and you said something really interesting that provoked Mm -hmm. a longer conversation and um and i i kind of wanted to unpack it publicly because i thought man you know it it also has uh, inherent to the conversation, a bit of a warning. And then also, I think some practical steps that we'll get to at the end. So you were talking about fighting for rights in this country and fighting for freedom and and the things that we fight for. And you wondered if some of the fight and the way that we have fought for these things have been um, in the absence of God, like that we have just fought for these things apart from God. And I can't remember exactly how you worded it. You might be able to help me out here with well, the, the question that you were kind of pondering. The initial thought was, in some of our fighting for quote unquote rights, yeah, are we doing so uh, out of, man, we want to see the gospel advance? Mm-hmm. Or are we doing so because we want to avoid persecution? Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with God. It has all mm-hmm. to do with our safety, uh, you know, the way that our way of life and things like that. And so I was I was just asking, like, man, in, in, in our standing up for certain things, is there a gospel focus or is it mainly us focused because we want to maintain Mayberry or we want to mm-hmm. ma- maintain a certain way that we we live in and avoid suffering? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that led me thinking. And, and by the way, the title of the show today is The Right Freedom Fight, mm. The Right Freedom Fight. So that got me thinking as we were talking about this, that we have really gone off the rails uh, when if in the course of human events, if I could sound (laughs) scholarly there, we find ourselves fighting for freedom Mm. as the end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have missed something very important. Mm. Like, let's go back. Like, let's let's go back before um, America Mm -hmm. and let's take a biblical look. Let's take a historical look at um, freedom. Mm -hmm. So what we understand about freedom is that freedom is God's idea, right? Mm -hmm. And and that freedom does not exist just sort of in in a vacuum uh, unto itself. Freedom is not just the end. Um, We don't exalt freedom, just the ideal of freedom. And, Mm -hmm. and, And I think in some ways we've done this in the United States of America. If you think about it, When God sends Moses Mm -hmm. to Pharaoh to release his people, that Pharaoh is to let his people go, that he is to set his people free, he says, let my people go that Mm. they may worship me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they are set free unto God, not Mm -hmm. free apart from God, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And in America, actually... The desire was this idea. It was freedom unto God. It was freedom to worship God. Mm -hmm. And somehow freedom itself became the end. Mm. Freedom itself became the thing. And so the question is, how did we get here? And then what are the implications of freedom Mm -hmm. as the thing? Mm -hmm. Well, to jump to the end of the discussion and then work our way back to the front. Mm-hmm. Um, the If freedom is the end and mm-hmm. not the means by which we say we want to worship God, we need to be free so that we might answer to God and worship and serve him only, right? Mm-hmm. If that is not the end, 
God, if God is not the end, if freedom itself is the end, then what we are found doing is creating an idol. Yeah. Yeah. And if in the course of human events, we create an idol, then God's mercy strikes at it. Yeah. Yeah. For our sake. Right. right? Like it's not it's not because God is insecure and he's like, I must be worshipped. So, no, it's his love and his mercy that removes idolatry from us or points out idolatry that we would remove it Mm. from us. Right. And so I was thinking about this and I was thinking about um, even some of the implications of of how we have forgotten that freedom in America is freedom unto God. And in fact, the founders and the framers of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, the, you know, the the founders of this country, like the founding fathers of this country, the influential mm-hmm. men of this country at its founding had an understanding of a right fear of God, some of them. And 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 I would say that they had this almost sort of like um to various degrees, okay? Some having a firmer understanding than others and some having, you know, kind of not so firm an understanding, but but having an understanding of right and wrong. And and you know, there's there's a conversation to be had around that. Yeah. But our founders understood something mm. about the need for religion and the need for morality right. for the survival of this country that was going to experiment with freedom mm. unto God. Now, just imagine if you have yeah. freedom of speech, right? Yeah. Freedom yeah. of speech, but you have no morals. Okay. <laughs> so I think when a lot of these things were put out, it would like it only could work in a moral type. That's it. Of, of community, a place. Like, There's no other way. Apart from God, you have freedoms, but there would be like... They become wicked, like things you you just fulfill the desires of your flesh. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's interesting because when you read some of the comments, which, by the way, I want to share, and I'm looking at the time here, Mm -hmm. and it may be that we go to this essay on the other side of the break. I want to read a little bit of an essay um, that's written by David Barton. And as David Barton does, I mean, this is just what he does, right? He so captures uh, the right understanding of the formation of this country and the way that we should have always um, positioned ourselves Mm -hmm. that it's just undeniable. Like you read it and you're like, yeah, like, of course. And then also you read it and you understand some of the comments coming from the founders Mm -hmm. and you can recognize how we've gotten to the place that we are now. When you remove God, when freedom becomes the thing, like freedom Mm. is the end, what you have effectively done is you've removed God and then now you get a fight for freedom. But the question is to do what? Freedom unto what? Right, right. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Appreciate you listening. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and as I know a place by Palace. Sherry B and J Mac on tap, helping us navigate the show. Today we're talking about the right freedom fight. 
the mm. right freedom fight. Like mm. we fight for freedom, but freedom is not the end. Right. And and I think in some ways that that has become the end. And and I'll, I'll make my case for that as we go along. But just to kind of allude to it uh, ahead of time in case we forget, um, I think one of the big indications that we have fought for freedom apart from God is the people that we've chosen to fight with sometimes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, so for example, and I'm not trying to throw shade or anything, you know, right. but sometimes the leaves of the tree just kind of like, you know, they're there. And so, you right. know, they're shade. But if you can <laughs> sign, if you can sign on to like an amicus brief and, and, and fight for the building of a mosque mm. as a Christian and say that you're, you're, you're being a patriot, um, then you've misunderstood what the fight for freedom actually is. Mm. Like there are times that um, some of our calls in this country, because the call for righteousness, the call for morality is rooted in the character and the nature of God. These are undeniable things. These are, these are the kinds of things that the apostle Paul wrote about to the Romans when he said that God's invisible attributes, like his nature mm. are clearly seen like man is without excuse. These are the type, these are among the things that are uh, demonstrated that you cannot deny that God exists there are things that are markers in you um that yeah so there's going to be overlap there okay mm -hmm. morality there's there's going to be overlap but when you start talking about the spiritual implications of things like you're not going to fight for a person to rebel against God you're not going to fight for a person to be comfortable in their descent to destruction like mm -hmm. so that's when you start getting into the realm where freedom is the aim it's freedom for freedom's sake. Right. But again, if if you go back and, and you look at God sending Moses to Pharaoh, I mean, first and foremost, God's like, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go that mm -hmm. they can serve me, that they may serve me. And then after the plagues, like repeatedly, um, ever so often, the Lord, the Lord God recalibrates through Moses. It's like, OK, plague number one, let my people go that they may go into the wilderness and worship me. Plague number two, let my people go. Plague number three, let my people go that they may go into the wilderness and right. worship me. And so you see the Lord just constantly reminding um, not only Moses, not, not only telling Pharaoh, but reminding Moses of the reason yeah. of the re like these things are all important. Remember, there's no superfluous detail in the Bible. So we're not trying to fill space here in America. What we have done is we have tried to separate freedom from God. And we've gotten the result of that. So we've gotten a very decadent culture, very decadent society. And plus, we're not rearing our children to know truth. So they don't understand freedom. They think freedom is to do whatever you want. When people say they want freedom, nobody has in their purpose. Now, that's a strong statement. Excuse me. Nobody. You can't say that, Miki. <laughs> very few people, very few people have in their mind that freedom is unto God, that it is for freedom that he set us free, not freedom apart from him. Yeah. Right. That freedom, it was understood that it was freedom unto God. It was freedom to worship God. When we have the, the Puritans and the separatists coming to the new world, why are they coming? They are coming for freedom, but they are not coming for um, the Patriots freedom as it's defined today. Mm. That's not why they're coming. Yeah. They're coming for freedom to worship God. They're coming for freedom to pass on the faith intact to their children, which is why when they came here and 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 they they made a stop over in Holland, I think it was, they made a stop. And then they realized that Dutch culture was adversely influencing their children. They were like, better keep trekking. Better better <laughs> come on here. over. <laughs> don't stop here. And so we don't know that history. Like we don't think about that. We don't think about the aim hmm. being to worship God. And so, so as legend has it, 
freedom itself becomes a thing in America. But I was reading this essay and I want to share a little bit with you, um, a little bit of it with you, because I think it's so important for us to keep things in context when we talk about what we're fighting for, what we want our kids to understand about the reason we fight for freedom. It's not freedom is not the thing. And if I could keep saying something, that would be the something that I would keep saying. Freedom itself is not the thing. If freedom itself becomes a thing, then it is an idol. Yeah. If the goal is freedom, if the aim is freedom, if the object of the affection is freedom, then it's an idol and it is the mercy of God. It is the love of God that pursues us, right? Man, and we don't understand this. It's it's amazing, but it's the mercy of God that would allow for that freedom to be stricken, Mm. that would allow for that freedom to be pressed in on just a little Mm -hmm. bit because that's Mm -hmm. what we're facing. Listen, guys, we, we, unlike times that we can remember many of us Mm -hmm. many many of us unlike times that we can remember we have seen our freedoms under attack yeah you've been told where you can go uh what you can say what you can't say you've been told what you have to put in your body (laughs) you've been told what you have to put on your face Mm -hmm. you've been told what your kids can learn and what they can't learn you've been told what you now (laughs) watch it it's coming up the pike what you have to put in your kids bodies (laughs) you've un and 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 look that's just if you just look at freedom and say to, to do what you elect to do. Mm. But how do we get to that place? We've gotten to that place because we first separated freedom from its original aim, which is to worship God. Yeah. Freedom to worship God. It's like um, understanding that God wanted to lead his people, but they looked around them and saw that other nations had kings. <laughs> and they wanted they wanted they wanted to be like the other nations. Right. Right. All right. So here we go. Uh, religion and morality. The Indispensable Supports. This is an essay uh, written by David Barton and um, includes a series of quotes from the founders, the signers of the Declaration of Independence, uh, those who held political office. It just shows without a doubt that the understanding was in order for our nation to survive, freedom couldn't exist just as the thing or exist in a vacuum, that there had to be an anchor for the freedom or an object um, on the other side of the freedom. Um, and overwhelmingly, our founders, overwhelmingly, our founders understood that this was the Lord God, that this was the Lord God. So here we go. I'll read a little bit of this to you. The entire foundation of America's successful political existence was given by George Washington in his farewell address when he declared of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports in vain Would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness? Happiness is another topic that maybe on a later date we can talk about. (laughs) Um, Another quote here, President John Adams, religion and morality. These were the founders indispensable supports for good government, political prosperity and national well-being. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm not at the quote yet. Let me go back. Religion and morality. These were the founders' indispensable supports for good government, political prosperity, and national well-being. The founders understood that self-governing nations are built upon self-governing individuals, and personal self-government is achieved only by adherence to moral and religious principles. (laughs) In fact, they believed that our form of government, despite its worthy documents, was insufficient for governing immoral Mm. or irreligious citizens. Hmm. 
So when you think about this yes. and, and the Barna studies and what go, yes. like what we the stats and all that and what's yes. happening in America, yes, you can see Toast. why we have this yeah decline. <laughs> Can we can, look, this was always the fear. Mm-hmm. This was the fear from the beginning. The fear from the beginning was that if you have a group of people who spin away from morality, they spin away from a fear of God, then our form of government doesn't work for them. Right. Now, the now look, I too often what happens at the crossroads here is that people start looking at the wicked and evil men who have robbed us of our morality and they have robbed us of these supports that we once held dear in this country. But what I would say is stop because it's not the wicked and evil men who have done this. It's the Christians who have lost sight of what it truly is to be free. It is a freedom unto God, not apart from God. Mm. It's the Christians who have failed to pass down the gospel intact to their children. It's the Christians who have not educated their children, brought them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. It's not the unnamed, unfaced person who has robbed us of this heritage. It is we ourselves who have simply ignored it. Mm. We've just become comfortable. So we don't care anymore. Mm. I'll go back to the essay here. As President John Adams proclaimed, we have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions Mm. unbridled by morality and religion. I'm going to read it again. Talking about the depravity of man. Man, come on, (laughs) guys. Listen. So if you would uh, pause. (laughs) If you would turn a nation If you would shift the tide, you must turn a people back to God. There is no change that will happen in the nation just by sheer will, Mm. just because you align with a certain number of conservatives. Come on. The reason we are here is not because conservatism has failed. Please understand this. This is why no matter how many times you win elections, the country seems to continue like spiraling and decline. How, (laughs) How does that happen? Right. Because it's not a failure of conservatism. It's a failure of conviction. Mm. It's a failure that man doesn't fear God. And he's not taught his children to fear God. The grandchildren don't fear God. The greats, Mm. they don't fear God. Again, we have no government armed with power, (laughs) capable of contending with human passions, unbridled by morality and religion. Our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. (laughs) It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Mm -hmm. The founders believed that religion and morality were inseparable from good government and that they were essential for national success. Excuse me. Consequently, the promotion of the principles of religion and morality was accepted as sound public policy. And then... And then David Barton goes into a few quotes. He writes, noticed a few representative statements illustrating this fact. John Adams. It is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. Let me read that again. (laughs) It is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. Mm -hmm. Religion and virtue are the only foundations of republicanism and of all free governments. Wow. It's wow. not freedom for freedom's sake. Right. It's not just 
I do what I want. Come take it from my cold, dead hands. Right. It's, it's not that. It yeah. is freedom to serve God. It is freedom Amen. to go out into the wilderness and worship God. It is freedom unto God, not apart from God. That's right. And we have not said it this way, but we have lived it this way. We have lived mm. a freedom apart from God. And I'm going to tell you, we're in a time where the Lord is shaking that. Yeah. He is shaking that. And the question is, what is it that you have desired? Do you want to spare your nation for your own comfort? Do you want to spare your nation so that your children might know God in the generations to come, that your children might worship the true and living God, that who he is might not be obscured by a decadent culture? If that's the aim, pray and act to that end. But if the other is the aim, God does us a service by taking it. And I think it's apparent where the aim has been, you know, and I think once again, the, the church in America having grown up, with America, some yes. things can get con- conflated. And so one of the things is, is like you're saying, freedom for just freedom's sake and not mm-hmm. free unto God. And and so that becomes idolatry. Yes. And so God striking that and we're yes. seeing things happen is because of God's mercy and his love to recalibrate us back to him. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we don't want to talk about that in, in that in those terms. But that's right. That suffering, that persecution, Come that's, on. that some of this stuff is to say, look at me. Mm-hmm. You know, we we mm-hmm. we we can lament different things that has happened. People, yep. you know, lament the elections and different mm-hmm. things. But do we step back and say, man, maybe God is saying is a, has allowed this stuff to happen because he's getting his mm-hmm. people to turn towards him and, and repent and to see, you know, what it's all about, that it's about him being free unto him. And so we should see this as Christians as a recalibration of our hearts and our, our minds towards God. You know that freedoms being uh, struck, or it be, it, the striking of the freedoms are for our good, as far as turning us back towards the Lord. Amen. Amen. And what is going to be the certain indication? that we get the message. I think one of the biggest examples or the biggest displays of having gotten the message, if the Lord is grabbing our attention, if the Lord is, you know, listen, if you look at the time of the judges, the time of the judges was a cycle Mm -hmm. where the people would rebel against Mm -hmm. God. They would adopt the cultures and the practices, the pagan, wicked, abhorrent Mm -hmm. practices Mm -hmm. of the nations around them. Then the Lord would give them into the hands of their enemies. Mm -hmm. Those enemies would subjugate them. They would cry out for mercy the lord would raise up a judge to deliver them they would enjoy a time of peace and then they would descend into debauchery again mm. and the cycle continued that's the cycle. that's judges yeah by the way guys i just summarized judges for you right <laughs> all you need are all you need are names and time periods that's all you need but but that's what it is yeah. it's it is a people set apart unto god uh forgetting their distinction um descending into wickedness because of the nations around them, Mm. rejecting the the Lord God's commands, uh, the Lord saying, okay, that's what you want. Well, here's, you can have it. And then the nations around them um, subdue them, take them out. Mm. All right. They've had enough. They cry out. Lord, they cry uncle. (laughs) We had enough. And the Lord raises up a deliverer. He raises up a judge to set them free. What is the biggest indication? If we're looking at our lives here in this country as Christians, 
How do we posture ourselves to show the Lord that we get the message? Yes, we cry out for mercy, but then we live differently. Yeah. See, that's what would yeah. have broken the cycle. And the, that's that's the breaking of the cycle, right? You don't cry out for mercy, but then continue on doing the same thing that you've been doing. Mm. You cry out for mercy, then you rear your kids. You cry out for mercy, then you culture-proof your kids. You make sure that you keep the gospel front and center in the life of your kids, that you tell your kids, man, freedom is not just freedom. This is freedom unto the Lord. We are free to worship the Lord and to serve him only. So there are some things that come along with that that I think we've often missed. And we say we want revival. We say we want the Lord to turn our nation back to him, but we don't live that way. Mm. We'll grab the break and we'll come right back. Stay there. I could dwell here forever, brighter in your holy presence. And nothing could ever be better Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Lexi with Abide. Sherry B. and J-Mac on tap. We're going to open the phone lines in just a couple minutes here. Um, today's topic is the right freedom fight. The right freedom fight. We have fought for freedom but we have separated freedom from the aim and we mm. have made freedom, just freedom itself, the aim. I'm going to go back looking at this David Barton essay here. Uh, he includes a quote from John Quincy Adams. I want you to listen to this and, and then, um, <laughs> all right, so here we go. John Quincy Adams, uh, three points of doctrine, the belief of which forms the foundation of all morality. The first is the existence of a God. The second is the immor immortality of the human soul. And the third is a future state of rewards and punishments. Suppose it possible for a man to disbelieve either of these articles of faith and that man will have no conscience. Mm. He will have no other law mm. than that of the tiger or the shark. <laughs> the laws of man may bind him in chains or put him to death, but they never can make him wise, virtuous, or happy. Mm. Guys, so what do we have today? This is what we have today. We have tigers and sharks fighting for their rights. <laughs> tigers and, sh and, and, and sharks. And what are they? the, the right to do what? Not right. Not the right to do right. The right to do whatever they feel like because they have freedom. They live in a free country. You live in a free country, we tell people all the time. You live in a free country. And, you, and, and, and that's true. As, as long as it exists, that it's free. Yeah. That's true. But what we have failed to do is to point people to the reason for that freedom. Why do you have those freedoms? So now we have a bunch of free people who don't fear God, who are tigers and sharks, mm. living to their, according to their base instincts, right. doing, doing whatever they want, right. feeling whatever they want, thinking whatever they want. And so how do we change this? How do we get this back to the place where um, you've got people who are fighting for the freedom to worship God, the freedom to live a holy life before God? Well, you've got to keep that in people's minds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, listen, I'm just going to tell you straight up, like, you know, I, there are some people. I don't care how conservative they present themselves. I refuse to link arms with them. Yeah. If you are an affront, if you are an offense to God, 
blatantly, brazenly. And you're like, but I'm a conservative, but I'm, I'm going to fight for your freedoms. And, and, and so let's join arms. No, right. not joining arms with you because I'm not fighting for freedom just for freedom's sake. I'm fighting for freedom for man to worship God. So if I start fighting for freedom and I remove the knowledge of God, then I am actually fighting for people to destroy this country. Remember, we live in a form of government that's not suitable for people who don't fear God. So why am I going to fight for freedom where God is not made much of? Come on. Like, I'm, then you're actually working against your interests. And people say, well, we got to join arms with some of these people. They, they may be atheists, but hey, they, they're fighting for freedom. Okay. <laughs> like, let's think it through. Let's think deeply about these issues. Let me give the number. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We're talking about the right freedom fight. We're talking about the original aim of freedom in our country and how in some way it's so sad we have lost this aim. How, how in the world do we get it back? Another quote, Abraham Baldwin, signer of the Constitution, a free government can only be happy when the public principles and opinions are properly directed by religion and education. It should therefore be among the first objects of those who wish well to the national prosperity to encourage and support the principles of religion and morality. <laughs> how do you have any other aim above that? How, how do you have any other aim that goes above reality? Uh, morality, <laughs> well, probably reality as well, but morality <laughs> in this sense. Like, I think these are the things that we have failed to understand. Benjamin Franklin, quote, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. Only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. As nations become corrupt and vicious, they have more need of masters. Oh, mm. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Only a virtuous wow. people are capable of freedom. <laughs> Guys, can you imagine how our generations would shift if we began to teach this to our kids again? Mm. If, if we began to put the true aim of freedom in their purview, if we begin to set this in front of them and to say, this is true freedom. To fear God, to worship God. Yeah. Like if 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 our kids understood this again, if we didn't just teach freedom for freedom's sake, this is why even if you teach freedom in a secular education setting, you still are not necessarily and probably not likely to make converts <laughs> because freedom can be and has been taught apart from God. You teach kids they have freedom. And so now it's it's just to do whatever I want. Yeah. But when you teach kids. That freedom unto God means that you live for the glory of God. You say no to ungodly lusts and passions. Come you on. delay gratification. You then are shaping the character of people in which you're going to dwell in the same society. Yeah. Like, you're going you're gonna to live with the sharks and the tigers. Like, and, 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 and in fact, this is, we are living here. Yeah. We are living here with them right now. All right, let's go to the phone lines, 888-589-8840. You can talk to us, 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Michael in Mississippi. Hi, Michael. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? Hello. Um, 
what you're talking about struck a nerve with me, so I had to call in. Sure. Um, you know, in the Bible it says, is there not a cause? Mm. And what that's talking about is righteous indignation. Mm-hmm. Freedom based on righteous indignation, not freedom based on self-righteous indignation, mm-hmm. which is what we have in the streets and across the country. Mm-hmm. People doing what they want to do and have no mindset for God. Mm-hmm. Uh, our forefathers, you were talking about the forefathers, they had a mindset for God, so the things they did were righteous. Mm-hmm. And the wars that we fought, that was a cause. Mm-hmm. They fought those wars because that was a righteous cause. Mm-hmm. American Revolution, the, the World Wars, the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I don't advocate violence because we war not against flesh and blood mm-hmm. for war's sake. But we stand for righteousness. And my question is, is there not a cause? Mm-hmm. You know, you got all these things going on around the country. You got people selling weapons in Benghazi to pad their bank account. You got the borders open. You got terrorists coming in, killing people. You got stolen elections. Come you on. got a created uh, created agenda-driven virus mm. to give us a population reducing for control towards e- the evil shot. Man, brother, come you on. You got perversions. You got perversions. You got insane spending, lawlessness, lying mm. wholesale. Mm. You got one world tower of Babel government. Mm. You got edu- educational brainwashing, all of these different things and more. And my question would be, is there not a righteous cause? Mm. Man, brother Michael, listen, Man. we're about to go home. You just preached. <laughs> you just preached. The, 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 you ran it down, man. <laughs> you ran like, it down, brother. I mean, yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, come on. What else? What else <laughs> is there to say? I mean, wow. you, what you have just stacked up right now is the case that we face. Yeah, that's that's that all of what you just laid out, man. I'm telling you, if people have not been listening to the news in the last two years. <laughs> all right. You just gave them all of the headlines. You just told them what's happening in the world. OK. <laughs> and man, when you, when you hear that, man. it all is almost Lord. like, man, where are the sackcloth and ashes? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. a time for mourning. There's a time for yeah. like, you know, getting with God. You know, I'm Come thinking on. about Nineveh, man. Wow. When they heard that judgment was coming, it was like, hold on. That's fast. Let's pray. Perhaps. This guy may turn, you know, like, man, that should be a cry out, you know, from the from believers, you know, yes, man. But, yeah, he ran it down. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you. And and that is the question. Is there not a cause? Yeah. Is there not a cause? You know, if if God is mocked in our midst and we are just okay with it, what does that say about us? Hmm. You know, I, I, I think that's that's the question that David asked. And I think that the question asked of David was a question that was provoked by the enemies of God mocking mm-hmm. him in front of the people of God. And they're saying nothing. Right. How are you OK with that? Yeah. yeah. How are you just sitting? You know what I mean? Past the <laughs> chips. <laughs> right. You know, oh, Brother Michael, thank you so much for calling in. Really do appreciate that. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Jerry in Mississippi. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Will, uh, Nikki, how are you all doing? Doing good. Hello, God bless you. Yes, uh, you know, in the Bible, in the book of Esther, you know, Mordecai, you know, he had told Esther that, in so many words, paraphrase it, if you don't move now, if you don't, just because you're in the temple uh, doesn't mean uh, that uh, destruction is not going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Come on. 
the very point of what I'm trying to say is we as Christians, it's time for us to mobilize. It's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to get up and do what God has asked us to do and quit being afraid because, you know, the cynics and those out there who want to take away our freedom to worship God, they're in full numbers, and we must not be afraid. Mm. We've got to get up and rise up and move at such a time as this. Amen, Jerry. Man, that is, man, I, you know, look, let me just tell y'all something. You people, all right, you <laughs> grab our attention when you start with the Bible. Okay, when, when, because look, this is the discerning people. A discerning mm-hmm. people are able to look at what's happening in their current events and understand that the Lord has already shown us what's happening. Yeah. Like he has always, already given us a window or a picture into what's happening. And you understand this when you read the scriptures. Mm-hmm. You increase your discernment. This is how discernment grows by the handling of the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, when you look at mm-hmm. where we are right now, there are some people who are not even willing to ask the question, like, who knows, but you've been raised up for such a time as this. There are people who don't even take into consideration that, okay, there may be peace in your time, mm-hmm. but what about your kids? Like some mm-hmm. people just stop at the peace in their time. Mm-hmm. Hey, it was good for me. I mean, you yeah. know, I guess that's the next generation's problem. What? Man. How in the world? Yeah. Yes, we have to be reading the word of God and we have to put certain things in context and understand that the spirit that is represented and what we see in these, um, these historical examples We have to understand that it comes from our common enemy. Mm. So that's why the iterations of it, though they may be different, they are not new. Yeah. They may be different, but they are not new. Right. Man, astute observation. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Lee in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Hi, Lee. Hey, how are y'all doing? I just want to first thank y'all for having Erwin Lutzer on. I've read his book three times now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's just so much in it. Hmm. But I just wanted to say atheists want the freedom to do anything. That's that's the that's their they want the freedom to have their way. Hmm. Where Christians want to have the freedom to do what they ought to do before mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a big difference. And yeah. it's a, they've ch- they changed the definition of freedom. And, yes. Um, I just, I just, I just appreciate y'all, y'all talking about this because uh, uh, I've read some things that even, even if I've read some atheists that say even if our ideas are unreasonable, uncommonsensical, we can't let a divine foot in the door, mm. and it just, just uh, blows you away when you hear yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Look. Thank you. Lee. Yeah. It really does, Lee. And and, and I got to tell you, I think that this is a part of the great deception. I think in our country, when we remove the knowledge of God from even the reason that we fight and, and this among people of God, mm. removing like trying to just have a neutral approach to freedom, trying to have a neutral ap- approach to um, to a form of government where you say, well, you don't have to believe in God, but can you believe in, in good principles? No, you can't. <laughs> if if. If you don't fear God, you cannot believe in, nor can you submit to, quote unquote, good principles, because where do good principles come from? Yeah. Like, where do good, like, we had this conversation with our kids. When we're talking about what the Lord requires and what the Lord prohibits, and our question to our kids were, uh, the the question was, where does this come from? Hmm. 
Why, why does God require this and prohibit that? Is, is God just arbitrarily pulling these things out of a hat and, and because I'm God and I told you to? <laughs> or, or, or are these things rooted and anchored in his nature? Does God reveal to us who he is by what he commands, what he prohibits, what he allows? Is God telling mankind something about himself? The answer is a resounding yes. Mm. So you cannot have a government free of God and still say it's good. There's no way. Right. There is no way to have a government free of God and it be a good government. Come, let's argue it. Come on. I mean, I mean, reason. Come, let's reason (laughs) together. I'm just kidding. Um, Listen, we have got to get back to understanding what freedom truly is. Freedom unto God, not apart from God. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.